morning, friends. This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. Today is Wednesday. That means we're going to talk about boundaries. Do you guys ever feel like it's like Groundhog Day? Like you can already predict what I'm going to say every single time you listen to this podcast. Like you already have it in in your mind. She's going to say the same thing over and over again. Good morning, friends. This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. (laughs) Anyway, so what have we been talking about this week, you guys? You know, understanding, you know, understanding God in the context of our life, who he is to us and his relationship to us, his character to us, the way he interacts with us, his interpersonal skills, if you, you know, for, to put a word to it and then understanding our life experiences, the things we've been through and, you know, the context of our life, as far as how the different things we've been through and the different outcomes we've had, understanding how those things came about if that makes any sense, you guys. And so, and yesterday we talked about understanding people, okay? Uh, Five mindsets you can take on. And that was in yesterday's podcast. Those are the five mindsets that I am seeking to always cultivate within myself, Um, especially as a person who wants to, you know, impact people's lives and encourage people. There has to be a certain mindset that goes with the person that's seeking to do that. And you guys, I believe everybody on this planet wants to make an impact. I believe everybody has a level of God's grace. If you've internalized it and you have the ability to articulate that, you can, right? It's just something that you've got to let God, you know, get inside of you and, and let him, you know, what is that scripture? Dig up the unplowed ground. It's time to seek the Lord. So letting him dig up those places of your heart that you may be avoiding, you know, through pain or whatever, and just letting God's grace just get in there and, you know, soften things up a little bit and let his, his seed, you know, take root in there so it can grow and bear fruit. And then you can look back on your life and understand, wow, you know, how did I get to where I'm at now and where I was? And then you can, you can give that process to somebody else. You guys, there's millions of people out there who can relate to you and your story, the things that you've been through, the, the holes you found yourself in, the struggles that you've had. And then, you know, hopefully you have, you know, come to know God in the way that he's a deliverer and you've seen the salvation of the Lord in your life and you're able to, you know, see that within yourself. And then you can share that with other people, you guys, because like I said, we're made in the image of God. So I believe that every single person has a desire, but it's just a matter of us getting healed first, learning this process in our lives so we can share it with others, you guys. And so understanding people is going to be extremely vital and, you know, cultivating that. And so today I was like, you know, Lord, what can I talk about today? Because as I was talking about understanding people yesterday, I forget there was one mindset that I had brought up. Um, I think it had to do with, uh, you know, no, there's no such thing as, you know, no such thing as bad intentions. Basically what that means is when you come into a relationship with somebody that you don't know, right. You're not going to assume they have bad intentions because you're going to treat people the way you want to be treated. Right. I hope so. I would hope that when someone's coming into a relationship with me, that they're going to give me an opportunity to prove the character and the values that, you know, I'm seeking to live by within myself and not just assume that I have these bad intentions and I want to wreck their world. And they, and you know, if I had done or said something that hurt them, that they would feel like, you know, we could talk about it and I would take ownership for that and vice versa. And we could talk about it and continue to move forward and grow the relationship. But realizing that not everybody out there is necessarily ready for that. There's going to be people that you're going to have to learn to set boundaries with. And so I was like, you know, Lord, how do I tie this in today? So basically a thought came to my mind, you know, why not talk about, you know, uh, people that we need to be aware of, not necessarily avoid at first, because we don't want to just judge people right off the get. However, you know, there's, there's gotta be 
you know, things that we look for in people to protect the love that God has put inside of us. Okay. God protects the love he has. How does he do that? He states very clearly who he is and the type of people that he's going to have a relationship with, right? There's no question about that when you read the word of God and you say, who is God? What is he like? He tells you straight up. You understand in the past how he dealt with people, the things that would, you know, provoke God, God's judgment on certain things, certain attitudes, certain behaviors, certain sins, right? It's no mystery to the things that hurt God's heart. And he ain't afraid to, to expose that because God's plan is to have a relationship with us, right? He wants us to be an intimate and cultivate that with him. However, there's things that got to be parameters, just like in marriage, right? There's, there's parameters in marriage. We say we're committed to each other. We're setting some boundaries up in here. There ain't no, there ain't nobody else coming up on these property lines. You know, uh, it's just you and I together working through our crap, you know, and there's certain parameters that are in place to protect the love that those two people have with each other. And hopefully those two people, as time goes on, you know, and if you start to cultivate or sense cultivate or sense in the relationship, that's not the right word, you guys. Anyway, if you start to sense in that relationship that there's a breakdown right? We are supposed to be able to confront those things for the sake of protecting the love. And, you know, sometimes our immaturity in us will not, will be exposed. And we realize that, you know, we have things that are blocking us from loving simply because we're afraid to get hurt, right? So God can sometimes use our spouse to show us things within ourselves that, you know, we need to learn to grow past, you know, push our boundaries out a little bit more with that person so we can love more. Maybe you've been hurt before by your spouse. You know, you guys hurt each other with your words or you said something or you did something, whatever it is, right? Insert here. I don't know. You think about the one thing that would come to your mind and then you have to ask yourself, okay, Lord, you know, um, maybe how am I being within myself? Maybe am I not allowing my, am I not opening myself up to love from that person? because I'm afraid of getting hurt. Lord, help me to expand my boundaries, my capacity to love and to go and to stretch past that, right? And so marriage does that. God does that within ourselves. You guys, my driveway alarm is about to go off. So I'm about to turn that off right quick. Oh, maybe I already turned it off yesterday. Okay, never mind. We're good. So, um, and he way, where was I? God gives us the ability to love past, you know, our limitations in that way, you know? Because I, I, and I would hope that you would realize that sometimes those limitations, like I said, they're just milestones of hurt that you kept in your heart. So you, you know, and those, how can I say this? When you've been hurt before, you understand the words that were used and you understand the behavior that happened. That's great. You need to take that with you. Okay. However, guess what? Whatever relationship or person did that to you, it's not going to be every single person that comes in the future. What I mean is if you don't learn to dig up that pain and that boundary that, or that boundary you set for yourself because of the pain, if you don't learn to face the pain and the words that were said and, and, and learn to look at that experience from a different perspective, you're going to cut off love from yourself, from everyone else that's going to come in the future. Okay. You're going to base your behavior off of one thing that one person did to you way back in the day. Let's, you know, you, something your parents did or said to you, right? And your parents might even be dead. You guys, my parents are gone. I can't let what they did control my future and what I'm trying to do in my life. Right. As I said, you know, I was always trying to solve their problems and, you know, they weren't there for me. And now I, I have to work through this process of allowing people to be there for me. Cause I've been very independent in a sense, emotionally. And now I have to open myself up to, you know, to my safe relationships, to my husband more and more, to my best friend, you know, 
and open myself up to the love that they have instead of assuming that they're going to be like that, right? That, you know, there could be that, you know, potential uh, abandonment or anything like that. I have to say, you know what, Lord, that happened in the past. Help me to, you know, dig that up, heal that. So that way I'm not carrying around the old beliefs and the old emotions that are tied, right? And so I leave space for myself to, to receive love from other people. Okay. So, but like I said, you guys, there's going to be people out there that, you know, they're, they're not, they don't have that mindset. Okay. And so you have to be able to at least be aware of these things. Like I said, to be able to protect the love that you have, because not everybody is, is going to love you and, and do there is evil in the world straight up. Okay. We are dealing with the fall. You gotta, you gotta have the mindset now being that we ate from the tree of good and evil. We have to be able to discern both. You gotta be able to discern good right? The right path. And you got to be able to discern evil so you don't continually stay on it. So holy moly, that was a long introduction, but you guys, I think it was relevant and um, it's important to talk about these things. So who do we need to be aware of in our relationships with people? Okay. What do we need to, to pay attention to so you can protect the love? So number one, people who have a perfectionistic mindset. Okay. They have all God in their life, but no evidence of needing his grace. You guys ever met somebody like that? They know God's word. The standard is God's word. And we're going to be about it. However, in relationship to them, you don't understand how they needed God's grace in their life. You don't know their stories of their pain or their vulnerabilities or their weaknesses. And probably because they're still stuck in it and they haven't been healed from it. No one's going to talk about pain and things that they're still struggling with right now. Why? Because it's too painful to think about. Who wants to talk about pain and uh, uh, injuries when you're still stuck in it? And just to even think about it, you guys ever just think about something in your mind and it can be too painful? You don't even go there. I've been there, you guys. I've been there a couple times in my life. And I had to confront that and say, Lord, I don't want that pain. I don't want that thought, that memory to control my life. Heal me from those things, Lord. How do I, how can I look at this differently? And so, you know, I'm not telling you guys to do anything that this girl right here has not had to do myself. Okay. I've had to do some real dig, real deep digging in my life to get to the point I'm at, to sit on this podcast and share these experiences with you guys in hopes and praying to God that somebody out there will take these things to heart themselves and be able to get that transformation. Right. I've learned that there's no fear in love, right? If you have a a thought in your mind that's causing you pain and fear, uh, God ain't going to be the one to destroy you. He's not, he's going to be the one to love you through that right? Just like he did with Adam. He called Adam out of his shame, right? Where'd you go, bro? What were you thinking? What's leading you off to that isolation, right? God said, where'd you go? He asked him some questions. He covered him. Now Adam experienced the consequences of his thinking. And thank God the Lord does that for us. Cause we, like now we got to deal with good and evil. Like I said, you got to learn to discern that if you don't feel the consequences of evil, you won't be able to discern it. And you will continue to allow people to destroy your life or you to destroy other people's lives because you don't have the wisdom from the experiences, you can take heed to it. As, as I talked about Monday, you know, learn, learn those things about your life for your own benefit, right? The Lord doesn't want us to continually find us in these same holes over and over again, the same thing. He wants us to grow and, uh, you know, use our skills and talents to share our, our stories with the world, to share the grace of God with the world in only way that you can, because of your life and your background, people can relate to you, but you got to get healed. Anyway, I digress massively as usual. So people that don't share their pain or vulnerabilities. Okay. And, you know, and check this out. Here's the other person you got to watch out for you guys. This is number two. People who are uh, massive victims. What do I mean by that? 
people who see their pain and their weaknesses, because right, there's some people who won't share theirs, right? They're just, there's, you know, whitewashed teams in a way. I mean, I feel for them. I think, I don't think they intentionally try to be that way. I think they're just more afraid of the pain of being hurt because they, oh, what if I do expose my vulnerabilities? What if I do expose my pain? What if I do expose my story? How are they going to see me? How are they going to treat me? I struggled that for a long time as a Christian. I worried about my Christian reputation. What are other Christians going to say about me? What's the world going to say about me? Everything else, what everyone else had to say about me, except for what God was saying to me and the things he was doing in me. Okay. That's a completely different perspective. However, there's going to be people out there when you share these things, oh, their stuff is worse. Their stuff is way worse than yours, right? They're, they're, they're energy suckers. They only want you for what you can give to them, right? You're giving them your time, your attention, your resources. You, Those people that you feel like you can't share your whole heart with your life with. You talk about any struggles that you're having or even say, yeah, it was a rough day. Oh yeah, man, mine was way worse. I'm going through this or that, right? They're only interested in you being there for them. They don't give a damn about what's going on with you, right? You guys ever have people like that? I have. And I'm like, Lord, give me the courage I need to confront even relationships like that that are still present in my life. You know, what's that going to do for me? I mean, everybody's going to have those areas of struggle and we need to find safe places for with people that'll just sit with us and say, man, I understand. They're not going to one up you in your pain. People like that are so exhausting to me. It's like, you have no understanding. So basically you want everything I can give to you. You're not going to give that back to me. I'm not interested. You know what I mean? You can't put your energy in people like that. So if you're in a relationship with somebody where, you you know, you even just say, like I said, something little small, Hey, it was a rough day today. And they say, Oh yeah, mine's been way worse. And I'm going through this and I'm going through that red flag. Holy moly. And ask God to help you to figure out, okay, you know what, Lord, how do I, how do I deal with this person or this situation? And you guys, like I told you before, there are plenty of books out there, resources, podcast people that will give you the tools and the perspective because they've been there, done that. You guys, we don't have to stay stuck in some of these life draining relationships. We don't, there's no excuse for it because there's people out there that have gone through it. They've overcome by the grace of God. They put that stuff on paper for you to read just like the Bible y'all, right? Why do we have the Bible? It's a testimony for you to remember, right? God knew people weren't going to be passing things down like they were, you know, remembering stories and passing it down. People can't even barely remember their own phone number, right? So praise the Lord that you you guys got books out there to read. You just got to read it and use the information that God is trying to give to you. Okay. No, no excuses. Y'all if we're still, if we're still stuck and in pain, we can't make no excuse. We're God's grace and his very swarms. There are people out there who've gone through what you've gone through that have the mindset to help you overcome. Like I said yesterday in the podcast, you know, people who struggled financially, you know, and the whole rags to riches stories, there's people out there. They learned the mindset, right? They learned a different mindset on how to handle situations. Like God says, what good is money in the hand of a fool since he desires not wisdom? You guys, you have to, you got, you got to have the, it, it, it also says, you know, Lord, the Lord's precepts should be fully obeyed, right? There's a right way to do things that are going to lead to good outcomes. It's just a matter of you recognizing where you don't have good outcome and asking God, okay, Lord, give me the grace I need to think differently. Cause it's painful, you know, when you confront yourself like that and how you go about things, but you know what? God is so good. Like we don't have to be scared of him. There's nothing to be scared of. He's done everything he possibly could to draw you back into right relationship with him. We have no excuses, you guys. All right, so let me continue on here. If you can hear my paper, my bad. Hopefully it wasn't too loud. All right, check this out. Other people that you need to uh, pay attention to, be cautious of, be be aware of for your own sake. Because you're responsible, like I said, to, to be a steward of the grace and the love and the things that God has put in you. 
You and sometimes because you allow the wrong people and the wrong things into your life, you all of a sudden get in fear mode and you're not going to be investing your talents and skills anymore. Right? And who's who's going to be responsible for that on their day of judgment when God's like, "Hey, uh, what did you do with the grace I gave to you? What are you going to say? Oh, so-and-so made me afraid. Oh, now we're playing the blame game, going back to the garden when God redeemed us from the blame, right? He says, why didn't you just set a boundary? Why didn't you just confront it like I've confronted you? Are we not made in the image of God? You guys, we have a responsibility to confront those things with ourselves and with other people. How, how especially people in the church, you guys. There was things that were happening in my old church that could have been prevented if the people that were had the responsibility, the what would you call the shepherds? If they would have taken a step back and said, you know what? There's some dynamics going on here that are wolf-like. There's things that are going on that are stealing, killing, and destroying. We're going to expose these things. We're going to talk about this. That would have saved so many people's lives spiritually. I'm serious, you guys. This is important stuff. All right. So let's talk about the difference between religious people and spiritual people. And I kind of already touched on this a little bit, but this is kind of a different angle. So religious people, God's laws, right? They say it but you are not close to them. You ever been around those people? They just throw around God's word, like, you know, all great and everything, but you don't really know what it means to experience that person on the human level, okay? They just know and quote God's word, but that's all they say. It's like almost like a robot, you know? And emotionally and relationally, you're like, I don't really know that person still, you know? They have all these ideals all the time, but I know that I struggle even obeying that sometimes or whatever. Like, you, And if you say that to them, they'll give you another scripture to remind you why you should be obeying. So it's really exhausting, honestly. You can't be real around that person. Okay, but what's a spiritual person, right? Everybody talks about spiritual all the time. So I thought about it this morning. Let's talk about spiritual. Spiritual, the spirit inside of a person is your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. Okay, so when a person is spiritual, they understand how their thoughts, emotions, and their will play a role. They pay attention to their thoughts and how it's making them feeling, and then the choices they've made as that result. They're they're self-aware in that way, right? They know how they respond to God's word. They recognize that, oh man, you know what, Lord, I don't always I don't always show up like that. But God, give me the grace and the heart to do that. They engage with it that way. They integrate it. They ponder it. They wrestle with it. They they you know they they cry. You know, they weep over it at times like, Lord, you know, help, help me to be the person you need me to be as you're presenting in your, in, in, in relationship, Lord, I've read your word and I know what you require, you know, and I want to be that person, you know, God, God says he desires truth in the inmost parts. So a, a spiritual person is able to recognize that relationship between their thoughts, their emotions, and their will and how it's impacting them. And they do that with the word of God and with their experiences. Everything's all sort of, what is, what does Jesus talk about? You know, a little bit of yeast going through the whole batch of dough, right? God's word is that yeast in a sense where it's like working through all of our lives and, you know, softening it up and all these kind of stuff. That's what's supposed to happen. We're supposed to be needing God's word into our life, into our experiences, the things we've went through. Uh, religious people don't do that. Mm-mm. Nope. They, it's, it's very separate. You have the yeast, right? And then you have you know, the unleavened bread or whatever. Their life is the unleavened bread. There's It's separated, you know, but now we're in a season where it's like, okay, you know what? We've got to learn to integrate instead of just separate, All right? All right, so watch out for those people. Watch out for religious people versus spiritual people. Uh, number, another one here. They don't own the grace that God has come to give them. They do everything they can to remain looking perfect. And you guys, that really, that ties in with a couple of the other ones. But like I said, it's just a different way to think about it or look at it. They don't own the grace of God in their life. 
they don't, you don't know the story that, you know, God wants to tell through them. You don't know anything about them. Like I said, they're probably still stuck in the pain of it, but you know, they, they try to do everything they can to make it look like they didn't really need God's grace. And that's probably not their intention, right? But they're so afraid to come out of their own skin that there's this perfectionism that goes on, right? They, they, so you don't get to experience the grace of God from them because they haven't even really, I don't think they really truly experienced it on the debt and on, on that depth. They're still living underneath the judgment of man, right? So they don't own the grace of God that he's come to give them. You don't know how God's grace has penetrated their life. You don't know the experiences that resulted in the, in the, them needing the grace that they say they have. Okay. And then last but not least here, they don't repent. They just apologize for you not seeing the perfection they are seeking to live by. I'm going to read that one more time. You guys, they don't repent. They just apologize for you not seeing the perfectionism that they are trying to live by. All right. They don't consider how to get closer to people, but consider more of how you view them and will always seek to be seen rightly before man. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't see me in the perfect light. light I want you to see me in. So they don't, they don't really change anything. They just try to add another step to their process of living. If that makes any sense, they try to just, you know, do make add to it and, and okay, well maybe I need, basically it's like, oh, better, better put another wall up. You know, you caught me in my imperfection. How do I make sure you don't see me in that light again? Right. So they base their whole, they're very reactive to the outside world. How do I make sure you don't see me in a negative light? So every time they, they perceive that someone's looking at them in a bad way, they figure, how can I change the way I'm looking to you instead of asking God, how do I change the way I see myself? Why, why am I so worried about that? Why can't I just accept that I need what you came to die for? I need your grace. I need your grace that my limitedness and my sin is your invitation. If that makes any sense, God says he's going to draw all men to him. How in the heck is he going to do that? What is the one thing we all have in common, you guys? Right? Think about it. Our lack and how it impacts us and impacts other people. What you don't know, the knowledge that you don't have of good and the knowledge that you don't have of even evil. A lot of people don't understand how the things they're doing in their life and what people are doing to them are evil. And then then they look at their life and they're miserable. They're like, oh man. And then they call God a liar in a way, right? Because they don't have the fruit of the spirit. They don't have love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, save them and self-control, forbearance and gentleness. So they blame God for that because they haven't taken responsibility for their lives and said, wow, wait a second. How, what is happening here? Why do I not have that Lord? What's the dynamic? What am I allowing into my life? How am I thinking, right? What am I lacking in my thinking, Lord? What am I lacking in my life? right? God will fill it all up. That's what he does. He's good. He's a giver, but you got to recognize how, where you're lacking so you can receive what he can give you. So anyway, guys, I know it's dropped a lot on you. Those are kind of some things to think about people to be aware of different relational dynamics, how they talk, how they act. Um, I didn't number them. I noticed, I realized, but you guys will get the gist of it. I hope, (laughs) but, uh, I, I hope, I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome rest of the day. 
Um, I'll be praying for you guys that, you know, the Lord will give you guys that discernment and that you will not be afraid to face yourself and to also face the people and confront. And here's the deal. Like my husband taught me, he's like, babe, you know what? You don't always need to apologize to everybody for making a decision that they're not good for you. Right. I've always been that person trying to explain, wanting to, you know, always, I'm always seeking reconciliation with people. But a lot of times I'll do that and I end up continuing to get more and more hurt because that person is just not receptive. So it's like, you don't need to ask permission to make changes for your life that you need to make, right? God's already given you that authority. We're not children anymore, right? A child asks for permission. Adults just make decisions, right? So helping God to give us the courage we need, you know? And if you really feel like you need to talk to that person, if you want to do it just for your own peace, then do it and say, you know what? I need to set some boundaries on this relationship. I'm realizing there's some dynamics going on here that aren't serving me at this point. You know, it's uh, whatever, you know, I, I need to take some space for myself. I need to recover myself in this situation because I realize that my joy is being squelched. Right. And you, like I said, you don't even have to give that whole explanation. But you guys get what I'm saying? You don't need to explain your decisions to everybody. I did that for a really long time, as I said, because I was worried about what y'all think about me. You know, and it's like, I don't have to do that. I don't need to seek permission to do the things I know I need to do you know? And, and that's, like I said, that's a decision you got to make. If you really feel it on your heart and, and, you know, pray that God will give you the words to say, but if it is a relationship that is sucking the life out of you and you know it, it's time to do something about it and do what the Lord does and just say, Hey, let's talk about this. Or let's just, let's have some parameters. You got to have that within yourself. You got to know that that's your responsibility. So, all right, guys, I'm gonna pop off here. I love you. I hope you have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast. Uh, check me out on uh, Friday. What is it? Food for Thought Friday. I do a Facebook live video just to share with you guys. This month we're talking about families. Well, no, that would be last month. I'm like, wait a second. Where are we at in the dynamic? I don't know what we're talking about right now because I'm still, this is future and I'm in the, I'm in the past, so to speak. So you guys, I'm not really sure, um, you know, what, what I'm going to be talking about. Just whatever's on my heart. And it's a way for you guys to connect with me, to, uh, see this face behind the mic, uh, kind of get to know me a little bit. And then Sunday, Soul Food Sunday, my husband and I go live on YouTube Um, and it's an opportunity for you guys to kind of meet him a little bit, his dynamic, you know, who he is as a person. He, he's influenced my life in so many amazing ways. And I I know that he can with you guys too. Uh, so, you know, my husband, Scott and I go live there. You guys can join us there. Uh, check me out on Instagram. I'm trying to remember what my name is on there. I think it's daily encouragement, Ashley. Um, you guys can find me on there. The Facebook page is uh, daily encouragement with Ashley Campbell. So anyway, you guys, I love y'all have an awesome rest of the day. And I will see you guys next time.